the only requirement really is that it's genuine. Um, this isn't an open mic night where you're out for talent spotting or anything like that. But just the case of coming up and saying, look, here's what God's done for me. Here's what God has shared with me. Here's what God has taught me. It can be as simple as that, just a couple of sentences. Um, that's really okay. Um, shorter is better. Um, and really, that's it. Um, it's not about airing dirty laundry. It's not about sort of comparing who's had more trials or more difficulties but lifting up who our God is. It's as simple as that. Um, if having a microphone in front of you is something that really terrifies you, then stand up where you are and, um, and, and speak from where you are. Um, it would be better if you were here so that everyone can definitely hear you, but if that's too much, don't let that put you off. Don't, don't let something like that stop you from sharing. Um, and share from where you are. Um, that's really okay. It's really okay. Let me just read a couple of verses. First Thessalonians 5. It's talking about there are ups and downs in life. Uh, and even as Christians, we, we face bereavement, we face trials. But it's saying that no matter what, in God there is hope. The gospel keeps us secure in, in whatever trials are coming along. And in verse 11 it says, Therefore encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. That's the goal tonight. Rather than teaching from scripture, we're going to live it out. And so, so is the person who has to go first is the bravest? But uh, if you're brave, come up and then uh, lead lead it off. Let's just pray and then we'll and then we'll go. Father, for for me as a pastor, this is uh, a precious time to um, listen to testimony after testimony of your goodness. Lord, I know it does my heart good. And even though sometimes I'm a control freak and I don't always like letting <laughs> letting go of control. Lord, I just pray that whoever comes and stands here where I'm standing right now, that you'll be with them, that you'll help them. Give them the courage to sort of make that walk up here and just to share about how great is our God. And so, Lord, we do this in your name. Amen. Okay, folks, it's over to you. I'm going to sort of move over the way there so I'm not sitting under your nose. Believe you me, I'm not brave. <laughs> I really was hoping somebody would come up first. But as Pastor said, just the requirement is that it's genuine. And I just want to say, well, first of all, I'll introduce myself. My name's Verdi. I'm married to Billy. And we moved to Newton Arts just a little over a year ago. And you know, moving house is bad enough. Moving church is a different story. <laughs> so 
I just want to thank God that he brought us here. Um, we feel very at home here, very welcome. And we had tried different churches and the only thing that we, we wanted was somewhere that we both felt the same about. And I can honestly say we found it here and are just beginning to make um, to get to know people and make friends. So I just, for myself and Billy, look forward to 2020 and getting to know more of you that we really haven't met yet even. So thank you. Thank you. Evening, folks. Um, I know some of you have probably seen me up here at the front on Christmas Day and thought it was my calling to be up here, but I assure you it is definitely not. Um, it's been a it's been a quick year, you know, we say the year flies through and um, what has gone on with m my family and uh, friends and different things um, has been quite a long year at the same time. So while it's a privilege for me to stand in this building, and we thank God for that, um, it's a privilege for me to be able to stand in front of you all and say, praise God, thank God for what you've been doing in our lives. We have lost some friends and family this year, and while we don't always understand what's going on and why people are taken so soon and why illnesses take hold, um, I know for sure that for the suffering and all that thing is not God's plan, but I also understand that life is what it is. Um, so. When these friends and family have been taken from us, I'm not going to stand here and point fingers and blame. What I'm going to do, I'm going to stand here and thank God that those people were in my life and that we were able to spend time with them. Um, my own mother, sort of just after this time, just into the new year last year, was diagnosed with uh, cancer. Um, thankfully, it was a, well, thankfully, it was a form of lymphoma, so um, they were able to treat it. We were told at the time, we, we stumbled upon it. Um, my mother was going to hospital with something else and it, it sort of came out. So she got her chemo treatment and uh, everything went through. And we were told at the time the best result we could expect was that it would reduce in size. It would uh, sort of work its way out of her lymph nodes and that sort of thing. And then they would be able to treat it and hopefully keep it uh, at bay so she could live a normal life. So she'd done her chemo and everything that we were told at the time, we got the best result possible. So amen for that. Um, she goes back now every eight weeks and she gets an injection and she'll do that for the next couple of years to try and keep things just where they are. So for us, um, it's, it's been a good year from that point of view. Obviously, uh, God's not finished with her yet. She's still things to complete. So praise God. Thank you very much. This is so not planned. Um, I'd just like you to keep a wee verse in mind just before I begin to speak, if I can find it. This is from Ruth chapter 2, verse 12. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Um. My mum sent that verse to a very special lady from this church. 
Um, left home about three months ago. I was at death's door. Um, very, very ill in hospital. Um, died twice, basically. And when I was brought round from this state, I had a vision. And I saw Scrabble Tower and with the words faithful one underneath it. And the words of the song, faithful one, so unchanging. You're my rock of peace. Lord of all, I depend on you. I call out to you again and again. You are my rock in times of trouble. Boy, was I in times of trouble. The visions I had, I, I was actually phoning the elders to come and sing with me round my, my deathbed, which really wasn't a good idea. But I just want to say a huge thank you to the church family for supporting my family, my four children and my husband, who's not saved. And he has seen the love and the, just the Christian love that's been shown. And hopefully that'll, going into 2020, will show him what our Lord can do and that he is a faithful one. And just thank you that I'm here to live another day and to thank all of you for supporting me and for my family and to the special lady, Molly. <laughs> thank you for lifting me up and caring for me when I came out of hospital, when I needed the rest and relaxation I, I wouldn't have got at home. So I'd like to say a public thank you. So thank you, Molly. And thank the Lord for bringing us all thus far. Two weeks, it will be closed. So we 
And this is what thrills me when I see the thoughts of them this evening. And I think of many people who have been here and who have called either home to glory or moved even to another church. And they rejoice in all of that and it has taken place. For many of the people have been encouraged, people have been helped, and people have matured in the Lord. That's really what it really matters about. Uh, 2019 has been a tough year, not from the viewpoint of the particular church, but in individual families because we have attended many funerals and we have sought our best to encourage people through some very difficult times and of course oftentimes when people weren't well as well and we have thought about the difficulties and the little that we could understand with some of the illnesses. Jean lost her dad this year, who was in his 100th year, uh, a very, very godly man, a man who really was a great example to me. Uh, I have known Jean's father longer than I knew my own father, uh, so that's bit of my dad died quite young. But he was a man who didn't tell any double-sided stories, but he was a great example of a true believer. That was sad to lose him, but he had, in his hundredth year, had a great life here lived for the Lord. Uh, I lost my one of my sisters, five sisters, not short of sisters, but a one that's in the glory. I often tell you that I see people in coffee shops and I'm chatting to particularly little ones and uh, seeking to give sweets or encouragement to them. I say, I've got two daughters, I've got three granddaughters, five sisters and my younger sister has five girls so there's plenty of girls in my family and I think it helps a little bit there when I'm talking to children that think believe they're very harmless at least talking to children. But folks all I wanted to do was say your presence is an encouragement to me and uh, in case you're wondering I think well look it's all that length of time 24 years ago since we've been right here uh, and we're going to 2020 I get the number 78 up and if you need help or encouragement or you think I could give any help or encouragement I'm always Powerful nervous, don't you? <laughs> We're a very fidgety church as well. A lot of people fidgeting, and it's sort of there's somebody else getting up, but they're, they're just fidgeting. So I just want to tell you something, and, and I hope you encourage them from it. Uh, at Inters this year, it was March. I can't just say. But we would have a time of prayer beforehand, and uh, the leaders were down the stairs, and we were praying, and our numbers were actually quite good, and I don't mean this to sound, because please keep sending your children to you, and there's good will of them all, but we wanted just new children coming in to sort of try and share the gospel with them and, and make a difference, and we prayed. So, I think it was actually the next week, uh, three girls turned up. I would actually specifically pray for girls as well, because the boys are a nightmare. That's, that's just a joke. <laughs> now, one of the young girls would come to church, but the other two girls had nothing at all to do with the church. And uh, we'd go through our badge work, and then we'd talk each week. And we encouraged, obviously, children to bring their Bibles with them. So what had happened was we spoke to the girls at the end, and we said, girls, I don't know why I'm betting my knees. Turn the mic up a bit. We said to the girls, if you don't have a Bible, do you have a Bible? And they said, no. I said, well, don't worry because I know a lovely man, and I'll get Bibles off him, and we'll give them to you for next week. And the thing was, the next week, then, whenever we were going through our talk with them, and uh, the young girl uh, who would give the Bible to said it was the first time she'd ever opened the Bible. And 
it blew us as leaders away. Just to be in a small room at the bottom of the stairs, praying to the Lord, and I'm just the answer. How good is our God? Um, I got to see God working in a really different way over the last couple of months. Um, my family got the news that my granda has stage four lung cancer. And when you get to that sort of news, you're like in shock and you're numb. And I don't really know what to do. I just burst out crying. And um, I was reading, it was Isaiah 41. Um, let me just get it here. I didn't really know what to read, so I just I googled um, Bible verses for when you get bad news, and this and this came up, and it, it has blown me away. It's been one of my um, new favorite bits. Um, if I can find it. Should have looked this up before I got up here. Um, yeah, it's it's verse verse sort of fifteen onwards. Um, Behold, I make of you a threshing sledge, new, sharp, and having teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and crush them, and you shall make the hills like chaff. You shall winnow them, and the wind shall carry them away, and the tempest shall scatter them. And you shall rejoice in the Lord and the Holy One of Israel. You shall glory. And I just it sort of got me thinking about God can give us the strength to to break mountains and you can do that all f through his power and what's what's a little thing like cancer compared to God and I didn't have this real sense of peace about it and Granda went in to get his official diagnosis and got his f like stage fourness and the rest of my family were in bits and I was sort of like I was okay-ish I'm still obviously upset um but since then, he has he's progressed really well. He's getting treatment. He's got a lot stronger. Um, so I just thank those who've been praying and thank God. And there you go. <laughs> I, I was like, I can't really get up because I'm not going to reach the mic. I kind of have to because I was going to get up when Scott got up. So we both stood up and I was like, who's going to go? Um, so I'm going to say something really short and really quick because... I can't really be straightforward with things. I just sort of go all over the place. But it's to do with work, and I know I talk about work a lot, but it's sort of all I do. <laughs> so, um, I'm a hairdresser, so my sort of aim is to go from junior to hairdresser. And like, it's been like two years. I was sort of stuck in work because they were like not really letting me do much. And I talked about my work in my testimony like two years ago, and I just really love it. So I was sort of upset. I was like, I don't really want to be a hairdresser because I really like it and stuff. So. Um, I was sort of getting frustrated with it because I was just sort of stuck washing hair and I wasn't really doing anything. So I was talking to the Sarahs, both Sarahs and Jordan, I think, about it, about how I was sort of frustrated and I really wanted to leave, but I also didn't because I loved it so much. So I was sort of just frustrated and really upset with it. So I was like sort of praying about it and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to leave soon, but I don't want to. So I was sort of praying about it, and one Saturday, my boss came up to me. I w I, so basically, what was the problem was I wasn't getting clients, and they were only paying me half of my minimum wage, so I was, like, broke <laughs> and frustrated. So I was like, okay, I needed to probably say something. So 
I think it was actually Be- Beverly I was talking to, and you were sort of trying to encourage me to like, do something about it. So I said to my boss, like, what's the crack, basically? Like, am I going to get clients? Am I going to get paid? And she was like, no. <laughs> she was like, I'll talk to you about your pay some other time, and basically I don't want to give you clients for another while, which is a bit frustrating, because like, that's what I'm there to do, and I wasn't doing it. So that was a Saturday, and... I was like, right, God, you need to give me like a reason to stay here because I'm not leaving. Like, I don't want to leave, but I don't want to be taken granted for really. So, I was like, crying to mum about it. I was like, Mom, I don't want to leave, but I'm probably gonna have to. And it was just really sad. I just didn't want to do it, and I was frustrated because, like, I feel like God sort of gave me that job, so I didn't really want to have to leave it after like praying about it so much and finally getting it. But anyway, so she was like, I'm not giving you pay. I'm not giving you clients. So I was like, right, well, next week I'm gonna have to go into work now and leave which was really upsetting, and Sarah McAleese was like, right, Megan, you're going to have to leave here, and I was like, I don't want to, so that was a Saturday, went in on the Wednesday after praying about it all week, being like, God, you need to give me a reason to stay here, so went in on the Wednesday, and as soon as I walked in the door, my boss came up to me and was like, right, Megan, your money's in your bank, and it's all sorted, and I was like, flip me, okay, that was like a shock, but I was like, is the money worth staying there for like, just walking around doing nothing? And then, like, half an hour later, one of the other girls who worked there walked up to me and was like, Megan, like, I'm pregnant, so you're going to be taking over my role and you're going to be a hairdresser, like, taking all my... So I get, like, all her clients, so I'm basically getting, like, what I wanted, like, straight away. I don't have to, like, really work for it. So, I don't know, it was really good, and I wanted to talk about it for a long time because I was really excited about it, but I didn't really have a chance to tell everyone, so I was like, why not just tell them now in front of everyone? <laughs> so I don't know, it was just nice. And the verse Philippians 4.19 was in my head a lot about how like God supplies all your needs, and it's so true. And Jordan said to me the other day, like, Megan, everything seems to work out for you whenever, you, like, if something goes bad, you pray about it and it works. And I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to share that with everyone. I don't know if it made sense or if it was really important to say, but I just wanted to say it. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Megan's granny needs a lift to church on a Sunday evening, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Laverty's Granny Laverty. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you, any of you, it's on the sort of North Street side. It's opposite, like the chapel, is it? St. Yes, Vinian? yes, it is. It's, it's close there. But we could give you the full address and uh, the telephone number <laughs> if there's somebody would feel that that would be convenient for them. It's only for Sunday evenings. And I don't know if it'll be every Sunday. You're shaking, dear. I know. <laughs> 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 You really are nervous, aren't you? Well, well, you don't need to be. These are all your friends. Uh, so if there's anybody has any way of maybe lifting Megan's granny and bringing her here on a Sunday evening, we would really appreciate that. Okay, dear? Yes. Thank you. And since you said that, one other thing about my granny is, um, a couple of months ago, about eight months ago, my uncle passed away. He was really sick. Um, he was saved, so he's with God now. So... Um, he lived in England, and basically one day my auntie got a phone call just being like, you all need to like pack your stuff and come over to England because he's got like not that long to live. He died like three days later. Um, but basically my granny's in bits ever since. Like if you speak to her, she will just talk about that. Like that's all she'll talk about. Um, so she's, she's really struggling. She is like literally in bits. Like God love her, that's all she talks about. And she, she wants to come to church, but most days if I phone her to come she's just sort of too upset to leave the house and she's a bit too old to not leave the house she needs to get out there so um just pray for her that she's okay because she knows that he's in a better place now but she just really misses him especially over Christmas it was really hard for her um she she was going to come on Christmas morning but when I phoned her she just she just couldn't do it she just really misses him so yeah just pray for her about that as well thank you thank you right 
This will be short, so don't worry. Um, so this year has been a really hard year. Um, so this time last year we were doing Treasured and um, I remember I got up and um, I'm only scared. <laughs> and um, I shared my testimony. Sorry. And um, everything was really, really good. And sorry. Um, I don't have, most of you probably don't know, but I don't have a relationship with my mum. And I haven't for like seven years. She was just an alcoholic. Sorry, really horrible. So um, I then got a phone call after my testimony to say that she got cancer. So I was like, right, okay. But it's fine. Um, I haven't actually really um, dealt with it. It's just been very hard. And I don't really know what to do or um, whatever. So um, it's just been really nice having everyone here. And to encourage me and to help me because it has been really, really hard. So, yeah, sorry. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone just for helping me and supporting me. And um, and it's been really good doing Youth Quake and getting to know Ashley and um, Gareth and Carol. They've been so helpful. And um, it's just really good having their advice. And um, it's just really nice coming here and um, speaking to people about it and um, yeah, just guiding me so I know God is always with me, it'll be fine, it'll work out, so yes, thank you. <laughs> well, it took Alan to doubt me off again. I don't like to see a man crying, but you know, when you say you're a Christian, I mean, I was younger, I always thought when you became a Christian, oh, everything went rosy, everything went well, nothing ever happened in your life. And, you know, it was only when I got saved in 1979 and went through lots of trials. But when I got saved, my brother-in-law, Reggie, gave me a Bible. And in the verse of the front of the Bible was Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And, you know, in the 40 years, that verse had taken me through all my troubles and all my disappointments, all everything that has happened in my life. And, you know, I've held on to that verse and that was chapter. And you know what it says in verse 5 and 6? In all I read, no, I'm forgetting it now, you're being nervous. <laughs> Lean not on thy own understanding, but all I read, follow the Lord, <laughs> whatever. But I keep forgetting that wee bit at the end. But through that verse, it hadn't been easy. And the young ones are all coming up now, and they get the disappointment, and they fall down, and it takes everybody, an older person, a person that's long on the road with the Lord, for to lift all these young ones up, because they can fall away very easy, they can hurt very easy, and you know, it's up to us, the older folk. And when I came to this church five years ago, it was always the easy church, but this year I've called it my church. <laughs> and I'm so happy that everybody here has been good and has blessed, and the goodness that's in this church, and the goodness of the pastor and, and for his wife, there's so much goodness in this church, and I pray the Lord will continue blessing, blessing this church in 2020, for we really need to uphold each and every one, every department that's going on in this church. And I am so happy to be here and have two grandsons. I have 12 grandchildren, and I have two belong to the Lord. But I keep praying there's going to be more. And I'm so happy, my children. Amen.
since our last uh, ladies' Bible study, which we're doing the sovereignty of God, and there's a wee verse that uh, it has been referred to lots of times by JF recently, not exactly this verse, but in the same way. But it's in Exodus 34, and it's uh, God speaking to Moses. And he said it was after Moses had uh, come down from the mountain the first time and broken the stone tablets and so on. And then the Lord said to Moses, chisel out two new stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. So be ready in the morning and so on. But it was God was, you know, and this we shared in the, the Bible study, you know, it's an is an amazing God, really, because he's always ready to forgive, give another chance. And that's what, just how it spoke to me. But the wee verse in verse 5, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name. And, you know, Jeff has been referring to it, I don't know many times over the, the Christmas time, because it was really quite hard with particularly... Missing Daddy and Babs and Jean Reed inside three months this year. But I am so conscious that at these special times, God shows up. And this is what you've said over and over again, Jeff. So I thank you for that. And we have a wonderful God, and uh, we just praise him. As I look back on 2019, I think, wow, God, you are amazing. Started off in the year with Matthew going to uh, Aberdeen and how God's working there. And then uh, it was, if you read the Young's prayer letter and what God's doing with regard to Wycliffe, new spot uh, opening in Macedonia, you read Alan Nixon's prayer letter. And God is just opening doors for Alan Nixon in countries that are really quite closed. So we just keep praying and we just press on. And then it was a great joy for me to visit the camp in Portadown. And just to see how that camp was so well organized, the girls had it all under control, and they just it looked as if they had been doing it for years. So it was just a great encouragement. Young, younger people are coming up behind us older ones, and we continue to pray for every one of you. But be sure that God will show up, and God will stand with you, because I have proved it in 2019. My heart's pounding. Um, I just wanted to uh, just share a wee bit about 2019. I've been sitting there the whole time, and I was like, do I go, do I not go, do I go, do I not go? Um, yeah, 2019 for me, at the start of the year, I don't know, like I was just in a wee bit of a, a wee bit of a days, I think, and then um, walking about and just getting on with it, and then um, my friend convinced me um, to do season with her um, over the summer, and I was like, okay, and she says, oh yeah, just do them both, do Bali, Walter, and then go to Portofogie. Um, it'll be fine. No, it was not fine. <laughs> it takes a toll. Um, so, yeah, SISM was a real highlight for me this year um, because I just seen God work in so many ways. And um, 
you know, we had so many kids come in, and in Portville, we had six come to know the Lord, and um, and we made so many new friends and and family, and it was just incredible. And then um, we had Dad and the interest team YF had organised the camp in Portadown, um, and I was really excited for it. But it was also a week after I came back from two camps, so and I was working in between, <laughs> and Josh from our room was like, "Are you mad?" Um, but I went and uh, to camp and it was incredible. You know, um, Alan had mentioned the three girls that came to enters and they were there and um, it was great to see them, you know, singing. Like when me and Abby and Sharon were at the front and, you know, Abby will tell you, and Sharon, the first night was just us and the leaders singing and we were like, oh no. <laughs> and by the end, like hearing them all, it was amazing. Um, but I think, oh no, I'm going to start crying. Um, the best part was the Sunday we came home, I was out with mum and dad and we were out for a wee drive and I got a message from my brother and was like, um, Megan, can I talk to you when I get home? And I thought, oh no, he wants to talk to me about how he's like, like a new girl or something. And, because he loves himself. <laughs> and then um, I came in and I was like, uh, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing, nothing. And then I was in my room that night and he came in and he closed the door and he sat down and he just started talking to me about God and stuff. And I was like, what? Um, and then he told me that he wanted to know the Lord. And um, we sat together and um, went through like with him and we um, read some God's word and then prayed and he gave his life to the Lord. And then it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> So um, a week later, um, I was in church on my own and um, I'd rang uh, Josh and was like, listen, I'm not going to come around tonight. Um, I just think I'm just going to go home. And I go in and mum and dad, the TV's off and sitting very serious. I was like, what's going on in here? Um, and then my mum just started crying. <laughs> said about how she was giving her life to the Lord and we prayed with her and she repented and that was just the highlight of my 2019. Oh, sorry. Because as a family, me and dad and the church and you know with mum when she was unwell and we all paid for so long for my mum and she said here and Loving the Lord, sorry, make me all cry. <laughs> um, but I just want to thank God. And, and I guess what I've learned this year is that I never stop praying and never doubt God because he'll always pull through. It's been said so many times. And yeah, go sit down now and stop crying. <laughs> I just want to say that I, I've never texted Megan about any girls. <laughs> it's never happened. Um, oh, there is a lot of these up. Um, no, my 2019 um, went pretty well. Uh, well, near the middle of it. Um, for the past 14 years of my life, um, I thought I was living it the right way, you know, hanging about with my friends, because, you know, I wasn't really... I came to church every Sunday. Um, but I wasn't really listening. Uh, I just kind of sat there on my phone and stuff. And um, 
I just, I don't think I uh, really understood anything really. And um, I remember speaking to many people about it. Um, not my dad or my mum or anything, because I was always too nervous to speak to them. But um, I spoke to Gareth about it a couple of times, and I spoke to um, other people I, don't, I can't remember now. Um, but I remember the camp was coming on, and I told my dad that I didn't want to go to start off with, and then he made me go. <laughs> Just what happens. Um, and I'm thankful that I went. Um, because, you know, my sister and my dad and all, they were all saved, and I always felt like I was letting them down and let my parents down, that I wasn't saved. But, you know, because it was three, you know, I just, yeah... <laughs> But um, came to the camp and the, I just felt a connection in three every, every talk that um, Rebecca and Lewis and Alan did. And um, when I came to the end of the camp, I sat and I, I had a word with myself and a word between the Lord. And I was, I was realizing that I needed a change. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that helped me realise this and that I gave my, my, my life to the Lord and um, thank you. This isn't like a big change or anything but it's just something that I noticed the past couple of days in work. Um, so this time last year I just started a new job and going in nobody else went to church, nobody else done anything in and around that kind of thing. But throughout the year um, like, I would kind of, sometimes if I have to pick Emma up from school, I'd bring my Bible because it's kind of the only time you get peace and quiet. Do you ever get that? Like, you don't have anyone around you, so you can actually focus. And Alvin said to me one time, he was like, what were you doing in the car? Are you really concentrated? Like, were you watching a movie or something? I was like, ah, no, read my Bible. It was a nice wee comeback. Like, he was like, no, actually. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, I would bring it into work sometimes, just stick it in my handbag and then have it. And um, a couple of times I brought it in and the girls said to me, they were like, I hope you don't mind, but how do we flick through that? Like, you know, just wanted to know what it was like, you know, see what it was about. It's a nice wee Bible. And I was like, oh, thanks, you know, didn't think anything of it. And then um, talking to one of the girls, Kara, um, and she's had, she came out of quite an abusive relationship this year. Um, and her mum was in hospital a couple of times. Um, Sam, one of the other girls I work with, the makeup girl, she was quite, um, her mum was in hospital think she had something wrong with her heart and then her dad actually took a stroke all in the same week so she was in and out and it was about two weeks before Christmas and she's got a wee one like not even one um so it was quite a lot for her and then Lindsay actually lost her mum a couple of years ago so they're all like we're all quite um like I've never had anything major kind of that way praise god like thank thank the lord because I don't think I'd be able to cope with my mum she kind of keeps me alive well fed all that kind of stuff <laughs> um, but like I've never had anything that major kind of happen that it shakes me kind of to the core whereas the girls were all quite it's been quite an emotional year a few tears in work at the back where no one can see um but just even I like bef way before um Kira said you know oh you go to church blah 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 and I said yeah you know go every Sunday help out with the kids groups and stuff and it was just lovely to hear on Christmas um just passed there just on Saturday and went back into work after Christmas and she was like did you go Christmas did you go to church on Christmas Eve and I was like no actually we go on Christmas Day you know and she was like oh I went on Christmas Eve and I was like yeah that's great like fab 
Um, and just the fact that they're so much more open to it than I ever thought they could be. Like, even having a flick through my Bible, like, I don't care, there's nothing secretive in there. Everybody knows the word, hopefully. Um, and then, so it's just nice that they're a lot more open to it, that you can kind of see the tiny changes. It's nothing major, but it's just nice to see that even though it's not always a big change that you can see, but it's nice that they're out there, there can be loads of tiny ones that can kind of amount up to something. So that's all. Okay, folks. Um, is everyone dehydrated enough? Is everyone okay? Um, it's almost 22, so um, musicians, if it's okay, we'll just we'll leave it at that. We'll close on prayer. Um, there's there's coffee and supper and stuff and all down the stairs, so um, don't be in a rush away. Um, there's a chance to just uh, chat to maybe some of the ones who've been talking, and maybe you don't really know them. Uh, there's a chance to get to know them a wee bit more, or at least even just thank them for sharing. Um, as pastor you, you get uh, invited in to a lot of the moments that people have been sharing about you you hear about it and, and people talk um and it's one of those things that you really do understand the importance of kindness of, of simply giving people a bit of grace um the benefit of the doubt because you genuinely never know what people are going through, what people are carrying, and a little bit of kindness can go a long way. And as people have shared about things that have been going on in families and going on behind the scenes, um, it shows that a little bit of kindness can go a long way. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to share much more, but I, I do want to say thank you to everyone who has been serving in the church, whether it has been up in the front or in the background along the way. Um, it, it isn't a one-man show here, and so thank you so much for all the work that goes on. Um, you just saw about half a dozen people get down there to make sure all the, the kettles are ready and all the rest of it for the supper. So it doesn't just happen. So thank you so much for everyone for a year's service in the face of a lot of difficulties and in the face of a lot of ups and downs. And yet, even when it was hard, um, people showed up and served. And so it means a lot. Thank you. Thank you for that. Except Matthew, he cleared off, which wasn't very nice. Um, and uh, definitely made my job a whole lot harder. It was always nice to be able to say, Matt, what are you doing? You're speaking on Sunday. Hey. Or, uh, and hand stuff off. And so, um, apart from that, it's been good. Let's pray, folks. And then we'll head down for some supper. Heavenly Father. We thank you for the honesty that was uh, on display tonight. Lord, we thank you that um, it's a reminder of the true nature of Christianity, that it is not uh, an absence of difficulties or an absence of trouble or that uh, you, we end up in a bubble where nothing bad would ever happen, but rather we have... Uh, sovereign God who holds us in the storms we have a shelter a place we can run to a family that we can turn to in those moments of weakness in those moments of tiredness in those moments of anxiety in those moments of doubt 
and sickness, sadness. And so, Lord, as we move forward, I pray that you would build your church, Lord, that you would bind us together. Lord, that we would be stronger together, that we would love each other more than we do already, that we would be more compassionate towards one another, more caring. Not that we're not those things already, but, Lord, rather that these things would overflow even more so in our lives. Lord, help us to be kind. Help us to be loving. Lord, so that as people come in and around us, as people come in and around the church, they may not know an awful lot about you. They may not have an awful lot of theology or doctrine in their lives. But one thing they do know is that they love one another. And so, Lord, we pray that even through this simple act of fellowship of family, Lord, Lord, that you've been praised tonight, that you've been glorified tonight. Lord, we thank you that you work in, in people's lives and that you're active even still. Lord, as we come to 2020, do it again. And this we pray in your name.